welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So today's episode is about course marking. Um, this is something I've never done before. Um, and I, it's not like I had it on my bucket list or anything, but um, I did have last Wednesday more or less free from school obligations because um, it's still really early in the uh, term. And um, so I decided I would make a day of it and um, <laughs> maybe get to spend a little time seeing the course during the daytime um, because we were marking the course for the uh, Captain, the final Captain Carl's um, nighttime trail race, which was held at Reveille Peak Ranch in Burnett, Texas. Um, and that was on Saturday. Um, but backing up to Wednesday, uh, that was what I was uh, there to do. Uh, to help Joe Persadis, Henry Hobbs, and Keith Thomas all set up the um, the court or the course markings. Now, the previous day on Tuesday, um, they had uh, marked some of the course. They have, and as they explained to me, uh, it was sort of like they, well, they kind of gave, I got the easier day, I guess, if, if there's a way to do that. They, they ended up on Tuesday marking the stuff that was really super exposed to the sun and everything. And it was, it sounded really awful. Um, and the parts that we got to mark, um, were more shaded and I mean, it definitely was hot. I mean, I, th I think it got close to a hundred that day. It's been a weird summer. We haven't really had like a ton of, I don't even know that we've had a lot of hundred degree days. I mean, usually, you know, by now we've at least had a week or so of it, but you know, I'm not going to complain. Um, anyway, so yeah, the, the only minor hitch was that, um, it's, it's two hours away, burn it, uh, from where I live. And, uh, <laughs> so that meant I had to really get up early and leave my house by six so I could get there by eight. Um, you know, so we could get marking before, you know, the, you know, heat of the day really set in. And, uh, so that, you know, that was okay. I mean, it was just a little, but it was pretty funny. Cause when I got there, it was, <laughs> I also saw Brad Quinn, the race director and, uh, you know, got a hug from him and, uh, you know, it was good to see him. And <laughs> I got in Joe's truck cause we were going to go drive out to where we were going to mark. And, um, and like immediately it's like, you know, me and three guys and they, I think they were just sort of amused to have me around because, well, first of all, I was a rookie. Secondly, I'm female. So, um, they were just kind of like, just like, Oh, now we've got you. you know? Uh, it was, it was fun though. They're, they're great people. They were a lot of fun. Um, Joe especially cracks me up. Um, that man can talk about anything and he's, usually pretty well informed. So it's not like one of those people who just talks because they can. <laughs> um, but anyway, the, the one thing that kind of surprised me a little bit about this is that um, I, I've torn down uh, portions of a course before, and that's a pretty solitary activity, um, which I didn't really enjoy because, well, I always worry about snakes, of course. And um, yeah, so I, I helped tear down the course at, what was that? Pedernales, I think. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyway, one of the summer races and, um, you know, it's just kind of a slow go. Cause you've got this big honking backpack on and you're trying to pull up stakes and, um, you know, throw them in a bag and, you know, get rid of all the caution tape and all that stuff. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, 
this was definitely a team effort and um, which made it a lot more entertaining and quite honestly, you know, less scary too. Um, I mean, it's not like, you know, a snake is going to realize that I'm by myself and, you know, jump out and attack me. <laughs> it's not really how that works, but in my mind it does. And so <clears throat> uh, actually Joe said that he did see a very large black snake when he was by himself um, during that, uh, that morning. And uh, I was really glad that I did not have to see that because yeah, me and snakes, I don't know. I just, I've always had this thing about it and, and they just scare the crap out of me. I know they're not going to hurt me, you know, unless I do something, but anyway, it's just like a phobia. And, and <laughs> the fact that I can actually go out and, you know, run on trails with, with, you know, with that in mind uh, is, is sort of a, bit of a conquest, I guess. So, um, but they, they gave me the easier job in some ways, uh, that I, I was in charge of hanging the, um, little flags on pre, pre <laughs> tree limbs. <laughs> God. Um, and I, I just had this, you know, knapsack full of, of these things. Uh, some were on clothespins, some were on these little you know, there's like alligator clips you, you know, you use like for, uh, office stuff, you know, anyway, those are pretty nice. And, um, some are really old, some are really beat up. Um, but a lot of the newer ones, we were trying to, you know, use that stuff up first. Um, because we just want to make sure, obviously the whole point of marking a course is to make sure people don't get lost. Now, I don't know. I unfortunately had to miss the race this Saturday. Um, cause I got, stomach problems. Um, ugh, anyway, another story for another time, but anyway, I, uh, yeah, you don't want to get lost. And, and that place is really tricky because it's, uh, it, it, it's just not like a defined trail where you just go, Oh, that's how you go. I mean, there were a number of times where Henry was having to call Joe and ask, okay, does it go this way or this way? And how do you, you know, and, and, and yeah, so it's, it's really challenging. And, um, and then also sometimes you can't necessarily find a spot to hang something on because, well, I'm not that tall. I'm only like five, three at best. <laughs> and sometimes it can be very challenging to try to find a limb that's low enough that I can, you know, hang something on. And then also, um, you know, make sure that it's visible and, you know, not hidden or anything. I mean, that's sort of redundant, isn't it? But anyway, um, so that was my, my chore, uh, for most of the day. And, um, but it was fun cause we all kind of stuck together and, um, Henry and Heath ended up, uh, doing more of the, um, caution tape stuff and the, um, driving stakes into the ground, the manly men stuff. Um, yeah, I've had to drive stakes before and I'm not very good at it. So it's probably a wise decision on their parts to, uh, give me the, you know, <laughs> the chick job, if you will. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was really fun. Um, there, I don't know how, let me just tell you something, Joe and Henry and Heath. Okay. Joe and Nan Henry are in their sixties. Okay. I don't know how old Heath is. I'm going to say late forties, but oof, I hope I'm, <laughs> I hope I'm not wrong on that. Um, anyway, but yeah, so I mean, these guys are like really, um, good fast paced walkers, even on this crappy, well, I don't like, I don't like the course at Reveille. Um, 
it's rocky. It's incredibly rocky and kind of reminds me of what I would imagine the moon to be like. <laughs> so, um, it's just, there's a lot of stuff you can get your toes caught on. And I was wearing my, um, my new Lone Peaks and, uh, dang it. That was my email at school. Ah, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I was wearing my Lone Peaks, um, which I thought would be great because, you know, I, I did, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but yeah, I did spring for a pair of those and um, I'm going to try them out again. I'm going to make sure my calves stay stretched and I don't, you know, get plantar again because that's what happened the last time I, and I love Lone Peaks. They're amazing. Anyway, whoo, this is not brought to you by Ultra. Um, anyway, I, uh, but I kept catching my toes on things and, um, also the toe box on that, on that shoe is, is pretty big if you're familiar with ultras and, um, and I don't have especially wide feet, so you just have to really tie them tight. And so I had to stop a couple times and just make sure I wasn't you know, going to fall out of my shoe. Cause that would also have been ugly. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, but the guys, man, those, they were like carrying these heavy rucksacks, um, that, you know, or I don't have any idea how much they weighed, but I mean, you know, I mean, I think once you get it on, on your back, cause I did get to ch- test it out at one point, which is going to be the um, episode art, but, um, it, it does sort of balance itself out, but <laughs> I just can't get over how fast those guys are with walking. And I'm like, <laughs> and then of course me being me, I'm always apologizing for stuff because I don't know, even if it's not my fault, I still apologize. I don't know. That's just a stupid I don't know. I think it's, I think more girls do this than boys, but, um, yeah, I think I've always done that and I've tried to catch myself and break myself with that habit, but it just doesn't always happen. And and Joe finally was like, will you stop apologizing for everything? (laughs) And of course I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) And then he proceeded to tell me a story about, he was running with a group of girls, um, um, in Austin and, uh, they were all being real polite with each other. And he was like, you guys need to stop being so polite with each other. And so they, uh, started referring to each other as, as bitches and, you know, get out of my way, bitch, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Sorry. Um, this will be an explicit episode. Huh? Um, well, and Joe, Joe's got a very colorful vocabulary. <laughs> so, um, Fortunately, having worked in a newsroom for a long time, um, I'm, you know, I mean, I can fling out profanity, you know, with the best of them. So it really doesn't, you know, I wasn't offended by any of it, you know, it was kind of fun. Um, well, also, I think if you can curse colorfully and um, with good conviction, I think there's something to be said for that. It's not necessarily um, a weakness. I know sometimes people say that profanity is just sort of a you know, a weakness in your vocabulary, but I don't know. The way I look at it is like, if you can use it in a, in a colorful manner and you know, say it with conviction, then I think, um, it's worth saying, um, as an aside, I, <laughs> I, uh, once worked, had an editor, he's a great guy, still friends with him. Um, but he was, he was kind of brought up in the South and like Mississippi and, um, you know, he just didn't, say bad words in front of women and you know i'm sorry in a newsroom you know if you don't throw around the f-bomb you know you're not (laughs) worth your salt um if you've ever seen bridget jones diary uh there's a fun scene early on when she's introducing her friend who's a journalist journalist likes to say fuck a lot (laughs) 
It's so true. I sometimes have to kind of watch myself when I'm teaching, you know, not to resort to that. But yeah, so I, I often tell my students, I'm like, do not ever trust an editor who is afraid to say fuck in the newsroom. Okay, so just just know that. Um, yes, this will get the explicit banner on the episode because um, I don't normally like to throw around profanity um, when I'm doing my podcast. But what the hell? Sometimes I can. So. Here we go. This is one of those instances. Anyway, where am I going with this story? Um, but yeah, those guys can move. And I, I, well, I know because I was telling Joe, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so slow. And he goes, well, we don't go slow. But, or he's like, we're not fast, but we don't go slow either. <laughs> Which I think was a little bit of a dig at me. And, I, and then I kind of felt bad because I was, I felt like I was slowing them down and I was trying my best to, you know, keep up with them. But I don't know. I just, I don't do great on those rocks and I probably should have thought this through a little better, but it's okay. I, I learned something I helped and that was fine. You know, I'm sure they're, they were okay with that, but I, I did feel like sometimes I was a little holding the back. I'm like, God, I can't even move fast when I'm walking, you know? <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I think we probably got in about close to six miles that day. I don't know. That's at least what my sports watch um, said, or my smartwatch, sorry. Um, but yeah, at one point, Heath had to take the truck down to the start finish area, and that left me and Joe uh, <laughs> to uh, mark the course and um, just briefly, you know. And um, so I had to put on the, the rucksack, and Heath being uh, ex military, I think he's ex military. Um, I don't think he's currently in the military is what I'm trying to say. Um, it was very good, very patient, <laughs> went through all these really, he'd be a good teacher. Um, went through a lot of really uh, thorough steps on how to put the thing on and like, you know, you have to grab it a certain way and lift it above your head, which of course, you know, I'm not real strong in the upper body. So it was sort of embarrassing. Um, and then uh, you have to like, which bleh, hitch the straps by uh, jumping in the air and pulling on them. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's actually part of the, the, the playbook, but that's how he does it. And so I did it that way too. And I felt like an astronaut, um, <laughs> sort of, but um, anyway, uh, and then you have the waist belt that you have to kind of make sure it hits just at your hip bones or else it's going to get everything off balance. Um, and it, it really wasn't too bad. Um, and I did have my other little uh, pack, with the flags in it. Um, and I kind of wore that kangaroo style. <laughs> um, it was a lot, it was a lot of stuff to carry. I don't know how these guys do it, but anyway, they're guys. Um, I don't know, but the only time I ever had, that I had a little bit of trouble was when I had to lean down to tie a piece of caution tape to a stake, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but when you're carrying around that much weight in the back and in the front, I really was afraid that I was going to fall over and I get back up. And of course, Joe's like, I'll help you up. Don't worry. I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, so I, I only had to wear that probably for like 25 minutes at the most. It wasn't too bad because Heath came running back up the uh, trail. I can, I, I can see why people do rock though, because it, I think it would make you a faster runner because you're, you know, you're carrying around all that stuff. And then, um, you know, when you, when you're free of it, my God, that's got to feel great. Um, so I don't know, maybe that's something I should consider. 
although I don't know, I'm pretty slow on my own. So I don't know if I need something else to slow me down. Um, but, um, anyway, but yeah, it was, it was a good experience. Um, the only stupid thing I did was I forgot to bring food. Um, for some reason I had asked Joe about the water situation and cause I wasn't sure if I needed to bring, you know, like a, a vet hydration vest or anything and just pack a bunch of water with me. Cause I wasn't sure, you know, how this was going to go. And he's like, no, don't worry. I got you covered. And so I just, I didn't really think much of it. I mean, I, I brought a couple of little snacky things, but I mean, you know, nothing much. <laughs> so I was kind of operating on a little cereal bar that I had uh, eaten right before we took off that I had uh, picked up at Trader Joe's, you know, sometime before. And um, that was it. And, uh, but he did keep us hydrated. Um, I went through quite a bit of water and uh, Gatorade, Gatorade Zero, I think it is. And um, what else? Oh, I drank a Coke. Oh my God, that felt so good. That sugar and the caffeine, that stuff is magical. I'm telling you. Um, but yeah, so that was that. But um, yeah, so we worked till about, well, I stayed till about three and then I, I did need to get back because I had something uh, school related that needed to get done. Um, but anyway, so it, but it, you know, all in all, it was a really good experience. Um, I will probably do this again, maybe not at that course. <laughs> I think I need to pick something that's not quite as tricky and crazy as that one is. Um, but yeah. And again, I, th I think it's really important if you, you know, do participate in any of this kind of stuff. Um, you know, feel, you should feel a sense of uh, duty, um, to, you know, give back and, and, and help out, you know, when you can. I mean, I realize if you live in the Rio Grande Valley, you are not going to head up, you know, during the week to go set up a course, you know, five hours away. Um, that's not going to happen, but, um, but you know, if you, if you live nearby and you've got a little time or, you know, work at an aid station or work the finish line at a race. Um, it really is a different side of things. And I think it kind of makes you appreciate, um, you know, what volunteers do. Um, I, you know, again, I, I just really hope nobody got lost Saturday night. Um, that would really make me feel bad. Um, cause I was trying to mark as well as I could. Um, you know, Henry gave me some coaching uh, for a while and then he had to take off and then, Joe pretty much just kind of the throw the baby into the deep end of the pool and let baby, you know, figure it out, um, which was fine. And uh, yeah, so I tried to, you know, use common sense and, and mark as well as I could. So I'm hoping nobody got lost Saturday, but yeah. So then, yeah, Saturday came around and ooh, I, yeah, I tried to do like a little three mile run that morning and ooh, man, man my stomach just kind of went south and it didn't seem to be abating. And so I was like, Ooh, I gotta, I can't do this. So that's why I was not able to be there on Saturday night. Cause I really was planning to, um, but that's the breaks, but, uh, nonetheless, it's, uh, I think giving back, you know, again, the theme of this episode is give back to the community that you take stuff from, you know, and you get these experiences out of, and it'll, it'll, deepen friendships, um, or create new ones. And it's kind of like summer camp, you know, <laughs> make new friends and keep the old, uh, <laughs> I will not sing that song. Um, anyway, wow. I mean, I should go on for 20 minutes talking about this. This is pretty interesting. Um, yeah, so I think that's pretty, I don't know. Is there anything else going on? There's no, I don't think there's any other race until I think September 12th. I'm doing that 
Alamo City Ultra, but I did drop to the 10K on that one, not because I was afraid of the 25, but I think the day before my um, San Antonio Roadrunners team is supposed to do the course preview of um, El Taco Loco out at um, Land Heritage Institute. And um, I would like to be able to participate, bleh, participate in that on Saturday and then do the 10K out at Eisenhower on uh, Sunday. So that way I still am training, but, you know, getting a race in and trying to do what I'm supposed to do. So anyway, that is all I've got for now. I will see you next time. Thank you.